Well, we're joined again today by Karen Kingston, biotech analyst and expert researcher who's a regular here with Z Media. And today we're going to talk about the fact that our governments and all of these so-called health authorities have definitely planned to release more bioweapons, more and more evidence is coming out of this. It reminds me of dystopian movies where people have to walk around with gas masks to prevent themselves from breathing in this poison air. And we're hearing more about this Marburg or Ebola or what is known as hemorrhagic fevers. And Karen joins us today to talk about unrestricted warfare. Karen, thank you for joining us once again. Thank you for having me back, Maria. It's an honor to be here. I appreciate the platform to, to get the information out to the global population so we can prepare and, and respond appropriately. And we have to prepare. And, and I think you and I were speaking offline just now where we were saying that Dr. Li Meng Yan warned us about a, a hemorrhagic fever release. She said that the, the CCP did a trial run of this back in December 2021, a similar trial run to what they did with COVID. And that she potentially thwarted this attack through speaking out. So this is why it's so crucial to continue to warn people about this. We could put a stop to this by raising the alarm. I agree with you. I mean, she had said that the uh, the larger attack was initially planned for the Olympics in Beijing. So I think her announcement of that, obviously, um, if there were any plans, that was definitely thwarted because there would have been a global uh, response, um, you know, that, uh, that that would have been severely uh, uh, punitive to, to obviously China. So, uh, but she also had mentioned that it was similar to the SARS-CoV-2 original attack in China, which means, you know, from everything that we've observed, um, that that was a, a bioweapon attack, not an accidental lab leak because the virus is unstable. Once it's out in the natural environment, the SARS-CoV-2 virus is unstable, it disintegrates. It needs to be encapsulated in that advanced lipid nanoparticle technology. So when we saw people falling over in the streets of Wuhan um, and quickly going from standing up to having complete respiratory failure or cardiac failure, that was a clear indication of inhalation of the lipid nanoparticles and the polyethylene glycol from causing extreme inflammation in their lungs and their hearts. Uh, so that's what that was. And so that was likely the attack that was going to happen in Beijing, which is an LNP encapsulated form of this Ebola virus. But what is important for people to know is that um, are we going to see an Ebola-like outbreak somewhere in the globe? Probably, we've been warned about it. What does that mean? It's what you had just said. It's a, it's a hemorrhagic uh, viral fever, which means it causes bleeding, right? It causes a severe fever, diarrhea, uh, sometimes bleeding from your eyes and your upper respiratory, other, other, you know, bleeding from other orifices in your body. And it can be caused by the Ebola virus, the HEPA virus, the, uh, the HENA virus, sorry, the Nipah virus, Lassa virus, uh, the, um, the, what is it, the, the Crimea, Crimea, the tick virus as well. So these can all cause uh, what is a very terrifying um, disease to witness if it advances to the advanced end stage of the disease. But it is not contagious. It is not airborne. And that's what that's what's going to be used to terrorize people. They're going to be told, here is this new hemorrhagic uh, uh, virus that, that is airborne and we need to lock down our communities and we need to get this pan-beta coronavirus, Ebola virus vaccine injected into everybody. So keep in mind, the end game is to inject people 
with a synthetic man-made weaponized virus, which they are calling a vaccine, that is the end game. So that is absolutely the last thing that the global population wants to concede to as a solution. The other thing is global lockdowns do not work. I, I, and we can go to that tape that I sent you of Dr. Fauci talking about Ebola, talking about other hemorrhagic fevers back in 2014. What works is isolating those that are sick um, and, and that's basically it. And then contact tracing, but he also states that you are not contagious during the incubation period. And yes, it could be up to 20 days and it's typically eight to 10 days, but during those eight to 10 days, you are not infectious. So the people that become infected are those who are usually healthcare workers who are handling the bodies. And even in homes where someone is sick, other, other um, residents in the home, other family members don't get sick unless they're actually taking care of that person who has severe symptoms and they're handling um, their bodies that are being exposed to their fluids. Dr. Lee Ming Yan, who warned, warned us about this uh, on, during my interview with her on zmedia.com. Uh, if, if, you, if you haven't seen that to the audience, please do go and watch that. She's, she's revealed this information at the risk of her own life. She's had multiple attempts on her life. Uh, she says the same thing. She says it's not contagious, yet it's very possible that these people are going to tell us that it is just like we saw the previous footage from Fauci saying that the best vaccine is your own previous infection a few years mm -hmm. ago. And now he's denying that that, you know, it's as if these people deny that natural immunity exists at all. He says the same thing about Ebola in the mm. Ebola video from 2014. And as far as it, as far as you're saying, yeah, they're going to continue the lie and say that this is airborne. I will show your audience straight from the NIH database, 2022 grants for Ebola research to create a vaccine and contact tracing their number one objective, how to reduce asymptomatic transmission of Ebola. It is a lie. They are funding lies and spreading lies, and that is part of this unrestricted warfare. So if they can use information as a weapon to make people surrender their bodies to an enemy of their nation, that's what they're going to do, and that's what they're doing. All right, let's play this clip from Fauci, and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that. Okay. that I've ever seen. Uh, the transmission cycle, we know what happens from human to human, but there are still some unanswered questions. It exists in fruit bats and certainly infects non-human primates like gorillas and chimpanzees and monkeys and others, and it kills off these non-human primates intermittently. It jumps species as some, if not most, of emerging microbes do. So it's fundamentally an animal virus. It's not fundamentally a human virus that stays in the human population. It bleeps up in these outbreaks that I told you, 24 of them, and we're in the middle of a massive one right now. And the way it gets there is really not clear. Eating animals, touching them, slaughtering them, preparing them for food. But once it gets into a human, it's transmitted only by direct contact with the bodily fluids of an individual who's sick. And we're gonna get back to this because this is all the concern, the argument, the debate about who can and cannot transmit Ebola and why 
Healthcare workers are the people who are at the absolute most risk, as are people in a family who take care of an individual, as are people who handled bodies, because the actual burial ceremonies, when people touch bodies, are one of the most important ways it's transmitted. So we want to keep in mind, unlike influenza, which is transmitted across parts of rooms by aerosol that you can't even see, Ebola is transmitted by direct contact. When you say bodily fluids, it's a, it's a euphemism. We're talking about diarrhea, vomit, blood, when people cough up. That's what we talk about when we say bodily fluids. Its incubation period is anywhere from 2 to 21 days. The mean is right around 8 to 10 days, and by incubation period means that if I get infected now by working with a person, somewhere between 2 and 21 days I'm going to get sick, very likely around 8 to 10 days. Once I get sick, I start to feel flu-like symptoms. At that point, it is unlikely that I am infected. 90-plus percent of the times you get a fever, and then you start having diarrhea, vomiting, coughing, bleeding, and it's that that causes the transmissibility. Very, very important point to put out. As we can clearly see, Fauci has said Ebola is not transmitted through aerosol transmission. It is human-to-human -human contact, predominantly from healthcare workers when they're handling the bodies of people who've died with Ebola or through other body, bodily fluids. Exactly. And he says the primary infection, the initial, like if you want to call it the patient zero, is normally infected from some kind of animal contact. And in the case of the recent hemorrhagic fever outbreak, which is a single uh, female in the UK, it was from a tick. And that's there's this Congo hemorrhagic fever that is now spreading through a tick bite. And that is likely also still, I believe, um, you know, was a weaponized virus that's being used to be spread through insects, just like the dengue virus, uh, which is spread through mosquitoes. Dr. Ralph Barrick at University of North Carolina has been given tens of millions of dollars uh, to weaponize the dengue virus to then um, infect people through mosquito bites. So I believe this initial outbreak in the UK was was more than likely, again, this is my opinion, something that was created in a lab. But again, it, the initial infection, the patient zero is from an animal to a human, and then the human to other human transmission is very unlikely unless there's skin-to-skin -skin contact. And Dr. Fauci goes on throughout that video um, to even state that, you know, Ebola, what happens with Ebola and most RNA viruses, so that includes SARS-CoV-1, SARS-CoV-2, and MERS. So let's just put SARS-CoV-2 to the side for a second because of all the propaganda. What happens with these RNA viruses is they pop up in a region and they may spread throughout a region and then they quickly die off, right? Because they are not highly infectious. They are not airborne. So I wanna share my slides and just show your viewers um, what they may or may not be um, going to be hearing about in the news. While you bring that up, Karen, I will say that uh, my recent interview with Dr. Ariana Love, we we looked further into some of what's been revealed out of the Ukraine biolabs, and we can see that the Australian Doherty Institute has had involvement in these biolabs. Uh, and furthermore, what we found is the... You're talking about insects. 
the plan to release not only a bioweapon, when we talk bioweapon, I think it's important to know that there are different types of bioweapons that they're releasing. There's one that presents in the form of a virus. This particular plan that we found links to on the Australian Doherty Institute website showed that the plan to vaccinate people through insect bites, say mosquitoes, for example, Japanese encephalitis outbreak that we have in Australia. So these people are not only releasing the, a bioweapon in the form of a virus or what we think is a virus, they're also then vaccinating you through their bioweapon. They're targeting people from every angle to yeah. get this these, if I'm not mistaken, correct me, Karen, to get these packaged bioweapons inside the lipid nanoparticle into human beings. Yeah, so the term vaccination is just another term for to infect somebody or to inoculate them with a man-made multi-species weaponized virus. So synthetic means man-made, chimeric means multi-species, and uh, gain-of-function means weaponized. So they are infecting people and they're calling them vaccines through food, right? We, I, I shared a, lot, a couple weeks ago on another show, you know, they, they can actually give a full dose to fully infect someone with uh, SARS-CoV-1 and 2 and produce the spike through protein through a tomato or a lettuce plant. Um, yeah, and they can do it through insects. Um, they, you know, so that, that, that's the plan is to in infect people. But let's, let's become aware of this. And, um, you know, I think we also need to become aware of the foundation of our, of our countries, of our nations as well. I mean, in the United States, we have the constitution, we were founded under God. And, and so when there are those in power who are passing legislation or creating mandates or using, um, quote unquote, public safety issues to actually murder their own citizens and murder the children, uh, it's not time to vote them out. Uh, it, it is time to, you know, work with public servants and those, uh, those people who honor the oath that they took to protect the citizens of their nations um, and to hold these people to account, not to vote them out. Um, and, um, you know, this, this is why we need to have these conversations, uh, and, uh, they're not meant to terrify, they're meant to, to educate. So I'm going to, I'm going to share my screen. Let me know when you can, you can see it, sure. if you can see it or, oh, okay. So I need to, I must have to hit something, share screen. That's why you can see it before. There we go. Okay. I'm going to share, I'm going to share my screen. And so this is, I want to share with, um, Maria, I'd like to share with your audience some, some news. This is from a couple weeks ago, but um, you know they may or may not, this may or may not trend as some of the uh, fear-mongering propaganda that we're gonna be seeing around the globe. So this is from March 25th, just you know, two weeks ago, a woman in the UK was diagnosed with a potentially fatal Ebola-like Crimean Congo hemorrhagic fever. And Crimean Congo hemorrhagic fever, again, it's the, you know, Ebola-like hemorrhagic fever, it's spread through tick bites. Uh, and, and again, what we just talked about is that our, our governments around the globe are funding this research uh, through different scientific labs and through military operations. Um, and just and to I clarify, to when we say funding this research, we're not saying they're funding it to prevent it. No, they're funding it to weaponize it. 
Yes, they, they're, they're funding the creation of these man-made weaponized multi-species viruses. And then they're funding the creation of what they're calling the vaccines so they can directly inject the global population with the man-made weaponized multi-species viruses that they created. Uh, so murdering people from every angle. Yeah, and it, well, it's just, I think what's important is to understand their, their strategic plan um, and what this, their narrative is, but if you look at the truth and you know what the truth is, you, you call them out on it. So this is for, straight from the NIH website. NIAID is, doctor, is the division Dr. Fauci is the head of. It's the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. This is a 2022 grant, okay, um, to the Scripps Research Institute, again, right in my backyard in San Diego, $2.5 million. Um, and what this is about is tracking the Ebola uh, emergence and outbreak. And they talk about the historical cases between 2013 and 2016. The video we just showed from Dr. Fauci was talking about the Zaire outbreak in 2014. Um, and it goes on just to explain that there is a 70% mortality rate. But I think what I wanted to point out um, here on the next slide is what I, I, I called out is what they stated in the abstract, which is a blatant lie, Maria. The author or the, um, the person that subscribed for the grant, uh, Dr. Anderson stated, yet what distinguishes fatal from non-fatal disease in the development of symptomatic versus asymptomatic infection remains largely unknown and severely understudied. There is no asymptomatic infection with Ebola. This is a blatant lie. They state, uh, the author states or the um, researcher states they want to define virus and host factors responsible for survival and non-survival in Ebola and loss of fever, which is a symptom of the Ebola virus, in, and COVID-19 uh, patients. So notice now they're combining it with COVID-19. This yes. is this pan-beta coronavirus vaccine that they want to inject us with. They want to eventually inject the global population with a quote-unquote vaccine that has SARS-CoV-1, SARS-CoV-2, HIV glycoprotein, HIV gag, Ebola, uh, henovirus, Nipah virus. They want to inject us with all of these viruses, basically, uh, to destroy the immune system and wreak havoc in our bodies. And, and so many people are going to say, look at this fantastic research that's happened. Now we're protected against all of these potential risks. Oh my goodness, Lord Fauci saved us yet again. And they, meanwhile, they're doing this to kill people. I mean, we need to understand this. But we also need to understand that they're lying. So look at aim number three. So this is objective number three, again, um, from the project leader, uh, uh, Christiane Anderson. Aim three, objective three of the $2.5 million is to define the factors that determine whether human individuals develop symptomatic or asymptomatic disease. There is no such thing as asymptomatic Ebola. It just does not exist. You don't get asymptomatic Ebola. Just like, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's absolute insanity. Um, and, and then we will accomplish this by applying several omics technologies. This is a new word. So what they're saying is we're gonna use uh, genomics. We're going to use um, other technology, anything that ends in, they're making up words to say that we're basically, what we wanna do is we wanna do genetic contact, genetic tracing of people. Um, so this is more genetic trace. Now go down here, the public health relevance statement, which I think this is just um, satire. So it says modified public health relevance section, the Lassa virus, Ebola virus, and SARS-CoV-2 are the three most devastating human pathogens. 
what a bunch of hooey. The SARS-CoV-2 virus has a case fatality rate of about 0.01%, 0.003% in healthy individuals where Ebola has a 70% or higher case fatality rate. How can they be equally devastating if one kills seven out of 10 people and the other one kills one out of 7 million people or 70 million. I mean, this is a lie. It's a story. It is propaganda. Um, and I think it's important to say enough is enough. We are not going to fund this and we're not going to buy this hooky. The statement goes on for as far as public health relevance to say that some individuals are better able to fight infection than others. They will perform system-wide analysis of host and virus factors that contribute to the severity of human disease and clinical outcomes by uh, creating large integrated data sets of genetic immunological, biological, microbial, functional, and physiological features. Again, this is no more than a reason to know every single element about our lives, our lifestyles, our interactions, and how we work at a molecular and cellular and synaptic level and to genetically sequence every human being. You know what uh, determines whether or not you live or die from Ebola or be able to fight it off? Whether or not you're healthy, Maria, that's what determines it. And of course, everyone who's been injected now has a completely destroyed immune system. Mm -hmm. So they won't be able to fight it off unless they really, I mean. Yeah, so the point of this too is so if, if the scientists at the NIH and NIAID and other global scientists around the world, if someone has been injected uh, with what they're calling these COVID-19 vaccines and they're exposed to Ebola, how much more rapidly are they going to pro- pro- progress to severe disease and death? And what kind of new diseases or symptoms, disfigurements and disabilities are they going to develop versus healthy people? Uh, and they're going to see what genetic mutations occur. That's and what you know what is. they'll do? What they'll do, because all these people's immune systems are now completely destroyed and they're, and they're susceptible to catching these things and not being able to fight them off, They'll say that it's transmissible because of that, because of how many people are falling ill. Exactly. 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 And it's going to be, but it's going to be a weaponized attack. It's going to be aerosol or put in food, whatever, you know, however. So here's another, another uh, grant. Again, this is 400 and almost a half, uh, a half million dollars to 2022. Again, Scripps Research Institute, right in my backyard, I'm literally in Salem's lot, uh, for uh, research on um, the infection outcome of the Ebola virus. And again, their hypothesis to this project is what are the genetic factors in Lassa and Ebola viruses that influence infection outcomes? You know what they are? Whether or not you're healthy and whether or not you're injected with a COVID-19 quote unquote vaccine that injected you with HIV glycoprotein 120 that hijacked the nucleus of your CD4 and CD8 cells so you have no immune system. That's what they're tracking. Goes on to talk about, um, they have other uh, uh, overarching goals to create and analyze large scale genomic data sets of Lassa Ebola viruses. Again, this is nothing more than uh, tracking the genome of every human being. I, I shared on your show, I think a couple times now, that Qualcomm, you know, the original inventors of the cell phone, uh, they just gave a half billion dollars to uh, uh, La Jolla, uh, uh, the Scripps Institute, to the Salk Institute, where Dr. Malone started his career to genetically track 
uh, COVID-19 infections are, uh, here in the state of California and in the United States. And of course, Ebola will be part of it. Uh, it goes on to talk about that the, uh, they'll investigate the mechanisms of immune escape and infection. So again, feeding this hypothesis that this is going to be an airborne virus, well, no, it won't. This is a bioweapon that's being injected into people with advanced lipid nanoparticle, te nanoparticle technology, with genetically engineered hydrogels that can produce their own viruses, their own ways of transmission, and through shedding, potentially people can get infected, but this is not going to be a naturally airborne uh, infection. Uh, they'll also engineer antibodies to better target both viruses, which can be used as a starting point for future therapeutics. So what does that mean? More vaccines. More vaccines. Exactly. Oh. And then I, just, I, have, I don't have time, you know, I, we could literally, I mean, you could have a drinking game on the NIH for every time you saw the word Ebola <laughs> and you'd be wasted within 30 minutes if you had a shot. So these are just one these, page. These are all from 2022, Karen. 2022. This is just 2022 Ebola research. Ebola research. Ebola, which like over a period of I think between 2013 and 2016 killed less than 10,000 people around the globe. Now we are funding tens of millions of dollars to to figure out its airborne transmission and vaccination strategies. Oh, and look here, here is one for uh, Dr. Robert Gary. If you guys are not familiar with him, he just published in the New York Times his opinion piece, which is that after he did analysis as to what happened in Wuhan, it is a uh, shut and closed case that the virus, the SARS-CoV-2 virus obviously came from the Wuhan um, market and not from the lab. Oh, oh, and he's on payroll for Fauci, yeah. And and by the way, he's also gonna look into uh, the new outbreaks of Lassa fever and Ebola viruses. So going on, here's another one. I just had to share this one. This is another grant for $250,000, so nearly a quarter million dollars for Ebola viruses. Um, and what they talk about is a new way that they can in infect or become more infectious. And what they talk about is tunneling nanotubes. So um, this, I um, yes, we do have natural exosomes in our body, but this, uh, to me, this reads as if they're going to uh, create new nanotechnology that will allow for accelerated infection of Ebola, probably through an injection inoculation uh, where it can actually uh, directly infect your um, macrophages, which is your white blood cells, um, and uh, penetrate through the endothelial cells and infect your white blood cells, which are your primary defense against infection. Um, so that's what this is for. So again, um, well, I just want to note here that it says Ebola virus is an emerging dangerous virus. Yes. Since when is it an emerging virus? Uh, since they started creating more versions of the Ebola virus to become more infectious and more deadly. Um, and then this is, again, what we talked about that woman in the UK, unfortunately, who had the Crimean, Crimean Congo hemorrhagic fever. Um, so this HF stands for hemorrhagic fever. So if you see EHF, that would be Ebola hemorrhagic fever. Right. That makes sense, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And you saw like NHF would be like NEPA hemorrhagic fever. So this is the tick-borne uh, virus. And again, so it's, it's ironic that this woman or uh, a coincidental in the UK just got a form of this virus. The uh, NIAID just gave nearly a million dollars uh, to uh, the scientist, Dr. McLeod, to further to, re to research this uh, as well. And um, 
and using coming up with uh, more precise PCR testing uh, to identify the sequences for these tick-borne Crimean uh, Congo hemorrhagic fevers, which are likely made in the lab and then they'll have the test for it. So the, the PANDA is a form of a um, antigen test, a sequencing test similar to a, a PCR test. So that's what that is. Another uh, fraudulent so test? Another fraudulent test, yeah, that uh, the American taxpayers are paying a million dollars towards to terrorize the global population. Um, and, and I mean, and imagine, it, imagine the fee, Karen, imagine the fee. Uh, I'm just going to going to stop sharing screen for one second. Okay. I uh, uh, imagine the fear of people when they start seeing people. I mean, this is still all hypothetical, but we're seeing the same patterns of funding and, and, and evidence of funding that we saw with, with COVID, right? So this is, this is clear. Imagine yeah. the fear of people once they start seeing people bleeding from their eyes, bleeding from their noses, bleeding from their ears. They will run to get a vaccine for this. This is this is the next level. So they've kept everyone in fear through the COVID narrative, through the, you know, now there's XE variant, uh, then there's then there's war. And now uh, the the sheer horror of all those people who in, who are in this state of mass formation and completely blinded by the mainstream narrative. Yes, they will run to get this injection, and 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 that's that's the point. So the point of us educating them is to say, do not succumb to the false narrative, to the fear. the The end game of the enemies of humanity. I mean, these are enemies of humanity. They want to depopulate humanity and eventually control what is rest of humanity and an experiment on humanity. The end game is to get us injected. So don't run to an injection. And I've had people in San Diego say, oh my gosh, if Ebola comes out, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a vaccine. And I heard Dr. So-and-so say, well, if the Ebola comes out as an outbreak, they're not going to give the Ebola vaccine to those people who haven't already gotten the uh, SARS-CoV-2 vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine. So they're gonna withhold it. Good, withhold it. Because that's just, that's actually a strategy just like they did when um, the COVID-19 vaccines came out, which is that they said, oh, we can only give it to the sick first. Mm. So they created a demand. Yes. So they created anxiety to make it seem as if once it became available, then you would line up and you'd be desperate to get it because there was such limited amount. So uh, the idea is to make sure you do not get injected to keep your immune system healthy. I mean, the basic treatments, and we can talk about dengue fever and Ebola are, you know, stay hydrated, drink some Pedialyte, take some ibuprofen, keep your, you know, get your fevers down. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, if you get very, very sick, it's, it's more serious than that. But um, isolate the sick and, and stay healthy. And I think that's the best thing people can do right now is stay strong, physically, mentally, and spiritually um, strong. And I'm sharing this information because I'm showing you their plan. And I'm hoping it clicks, the light bulb goes off, that if you don't want to be annihilated by evil and don't participate in the plan and don't be naive to believe the lies and the narrative that's being told on the mainstream media and we'll go into that too i'll go back to sharing my screen we'll go yes. into that as far as unrestricted warfare is concerned um so let me see here we go i'll go back here um, again, so this is just more of the Crimean Congo hem hemorrhagic fever, and these are most of these grants here in the last three years. Again, they're creating these chimeric multi-species tick-borne viruses, and I, I'm going to go through the next real quick. I went over this on 
uh, your program before, this was a proposal from EcoHealth Alliance from Pizer Gazak uh, to DARPA, uh, which included his uh, colleagues, uh, Dr. Ralph Baer from UNC uh, and Dr. Shi Zhang Li. And in this, they give the story. Uh, they, meaning EcoHealth Alliance, tells the story to DARPA, uh, the part of the US military that does high risk research that look, uh, a virus will jump from an animal to a human if uh, a vector like a mosquito bites a bat and then bites a pig and then if the uh, soldier eats a rib then he'll get Ebola or he'll get coronavirus. These are lies. This is a made-up story. That's all this is. This is a complete made-up story. Uh, this, then they go on to say that viruses, you know, they just said viruses jump from from animals to humans through like a, a mosquito, but then they explain here how they're gonna take viruses from a bat in a cave who have bat coronaviruses, and they're gonna merge it with human coronaviruses and construct chimeric viruses. What does that mean? Multi-species. So we're gonna take a virus from a bat, combine it with a virus with a human, create the, the codon sequences, the genetic sequences, then we're going to take humanized mice who we made uh, with human embryonic kidney cells with HE receptors. We're going to suppress these humanized mice that we made using sacrificed human embryos, baby embryos. And uh, we're gonna see how well our, our virus, our bat human made virus binds to um, the receptor cells in the heart, lungs and kidneys of the mice. So in one breath, they're saying, this is how viruses are made in nature. And then they're saying, but actually we make them in a lab. So I'm just showing you guys the story. And then this just shows how uh, USAID, which again, American taxpayers goes to, pays EcoHealth Alliance hundreds of millions of dollars. Peter Daszak, the man who makes these viruses from animals, combines them with human viruses, and then we pay him hundreds of millions of dollars a year to tell us where they're going to naturally jump from animals to humans. So I just wanted to report, re repeat that. This is another form of uh, hemorrhagic fever. It's a Nipah virus. It's from a fruit bat. That's where Ebola is from. It's usually from a fruit bat. Uh, and it causes encephalitis, massive brain swelling. This is another award. It was just given, I believe last year, again, over a half million dollars. Um, and it is to track and actually create uh, the Nipah virus. So it says right here, this is a million dollars, again, given to Dr. Broder. It says, using our new system, we will develop, this is a cedar, um, cedar Nipah chimeric virus. So this is a virus from two types of bats, okay? Right. Um, with two types of glycoproteins of the Nipah virus and the Hena virus. Uh, and they're gonna make the virus to explore their potential as a, a novel vaccine. So before they make the vaccine, they have to make the virus. That's my whole point. They make the yes. virus to make the vaccine. Uh, and they're gonna test it in both immunocompetent and immunodeficient um, mice, which are humanized mice. So they're gonna test it in both those people who have HIV or maybe have been injected with the coronavirus vaccine versus those who have not. That's, that's basically what you're gonna do the mice. So again, this is, this is, we want to be clear. These are people that have not actually used this funding for the sake of researching to help humanity. No, these are people that are using this funding to do this research in order to harm humanity. These are their previous patterns. These are, this is what they did with, with SARS-CoV-2. This is what yeah. they're, they're doing again and again. So whilst this may look like it's just research, 
Wait, which it, it, but Maria, it does. I'm going to read this to you. So sure. It says, using this new system, our objectives here will be to develop uh, um, Aniba and Henna vir chimeric viruses encoding yes. the FNG glycoproteins of Nipa and Henna viruses. So this says our objectives here yes. are to develop multi-species viruses encoding the spike proteins of these viruses. Yes. And then they'll create a vaccine for it. They're, well, it, it, it says we're making a virus. I mean, it's what it says. And I know maybe it's not that easy for everyone to understand, but just that's what it means. Like, <laughs> like that's. I, I'm talking for people who might watch this, Karen, and think, well, no, they're doing that because they want to create a vaccine before it becomes a problem. This is this is what some people would think. But no, the pattern of these people is they go and create these viruses in order to unleash them so that they can then give you their poison which they created a need for in the first place. And, exactly. and the poison does nothing. And the poison does nothing except make you sick, except Correct. disable to stay here and, and cause death. Yeah, and, mur and, and, and murder you. Yeah, exactly. And so, and then it goes over here too, to say that the Nipah and Hendra viruses are highly pathogenic, they highly disease causing, highly deadly viruses and threats to both human and livestock health. They're available in nature, and can be synthetically generated and easily produced and disseminated um, with the potential for high mortality rates and major, major public health impact. What does this say? Synthetically gener generated and easily produced. They cannot easily be naturally infectious. They don't naturally jump to humans but they can easily be made synthetically with the new CRISPR technology, twist bioscience technology, technology, TAC technology, okay? The mRNA technology that was originally, um, you know, invented by Dr. Malone in the 80s has now evolved to a point where it is an extremely deadly weapon of mass destruction beyond um, what I would say a nuclear bomb could do as far as the devastation to the actual human race. Because genetic mutations are, uh, they, they, they go on, they're, they're, they go on generational. This is not something that you easily recover from. And um, there's, there's, there's no containing it if there's a mass vaccination. And again, there are no countermeasures approved for human use. So there, there says, yeah, there's no way to reverse this, right? We're not going to reverse this, except maybe with silencing mRNA, but that's, diff that's difficult. That's a different story. Anyway, so this is another grant for nearly $18 million to Barton Haynes of uh, Duke University to create multi-species, so the pan-beta coronaviruses. So his job is to, to create a Lassa, Ebola, Nipah, Hanna, coronavirus and also a vaccine and he uh and hiv he was given 25 million dollars uh just in the last basically 18 months from dr fauci i want to ask you karen have we ever seen funding this much funding for these types of viruses in this period before just if we go back for the past five years i want to know if this is a new thing that they're injecting this much funding into this research so the coronavirus funding ramped up in about 2010. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't, I believe CRISPR tech, whenever CRISPR technology came on the scene, maybe that was 2009 it came on, that's when uh, the kind of funding ramped up. In the last five years, in, in the last 
24 months? No, you've not seen this kind of money going into Ebola research. Right. Okay. But uh, Dr. Ralph Barrick has been given over $100 million over the last 20 years to basically develop the SARS-CoV-2 virus in collaboration with the Wuhan Institute of Virology and EcoHealth Alliance. And EcoHealth Alliance was also given probably about a billion dollars. So I, I just, well. what I'm trying to make clear is that this funding for these hemorrhagic fevers has increased over the past 24 months. Yes, yes. Yeah. So like this pan beta coronavirus vaccine, this includes hemorrhagic fever. That's right. an $18 million grant right there. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, no, these are, these are astronomical numbers. Yeah. These are astronomical numbers, uh, especially because these are primarily for uh, humanized mice studies. The mice are not that expensive. Okay. <laughs> the mice are not that expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not a million bucks a mouse. It's just not. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Good, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we have to. We 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 have to laugh sometimes, Karen, because this is just devastating. This is absolutely devastating to know that these people are doing these these Frankenstein experiments to reduce the global co- population, and we know they wanted it five hundred million. So when you look at how well, I used to think, how are they going to get us to five hundred million? I've spent years thinking about this, and I thought, well, there'll be some sort of viruses. There'll be you know poisoning people through the food supply, but but that was a very slow acting process. We're talking about something that's very quickly going to wipe out a very large portion of the population and maybe even sooner. And and potentially the vaccine deaths that we're going to see will be blamed on viruses like this. I mean, it, they've thought they've thought about this for decades and we have yeah. a short time to warn people. We really do. But, really but, do, yeah. but please go on with this. Yeah. Yeah. The idea is to have a delayed onset of morbidity and mm. uh, mortality, right? So, you know, because if there was a mass death, then revolutions would happen very quickly. Correct. Okay. Correct. So, the EPA, so the EPA, so that's the Environmental Protection Agency in the United States. So they just okayed to release 2.4 million mosquitoes, more mosquitoes, uh, genetically modified mosquitoes. So in the Florida Keys and here in California. Now, keep in mind, I live in California. We, it's, it's kind of a joke, but not really. We don't have bugs in California. We don't have mosquitoes. We actually don't. So why they're releasing 2.4 million mosquitoes, I don't know why. But this was a British biotech firm. They released about uh, 200,000 mosquitoes last year, and they were given the green light to now release 2 million. Okay, so last year they released 144,000 genetically modified mosquitoes in the Florida Keys. And the reason why was to reduce uh, the risk of the basically the uh, Dengue's virus. This word here, I can't pronounce it, Aedes agepti. That's the that's the 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 name of the mosquitoes the you know the species name of the mosquitoes uh, so they're the ones that transmit the dengue virus uh, but we literally have maybe three deaths a year of the dengue virus so why they need to release genetically modified mosquitoes to mate with vi- uh, female mosquitoes to try to sterilize them to prevent one to three deaths a year doesn't make any sense to me but. They, done it in said, the UK as well recently. They, they, they sent some. Well, this, this is the best. So they described Oxitec as the name of the British company. So they did it in the UK. So it's probably the same company. It's mm. probably the same British biotech. They just said uh, the, the test release in Florida was a success. So I was like, okay, well, let's see what a success is. So they released these in, at the end of April, beginning of May of 2021. So in October, 
they issued a health uh, advisory for mosquito-borne illnesses in the area that they released them in Boca Raton, Jupiter, uh, Belle Glades, and Wellington. So they said it was a success, but now there's an issue for mosquito-borne illnesses. Uh, that goes on, there was another um, uh, release that this was saying they lifted it in January 2022 uh, in another area, Panama City, uh, where there was an outbreak of the West Nile viruses in uh, and, and, and livestock, so in chickens. So they're, they're saying, again, this was a release. <laughs> um, they had to put a warning in, in place from September through January 2022, and they're saying it was, it was successful. They recommended using 30% DEET, so um, that's the mosquito repellent. So they're calling this a success. Oh, and a woman died uh, basically within four to six weeks after they released these mosquitoes in Florida. Uh, in Miami from the dengue virus. So that's what they call a success. I don't think it's a success. Uh, this is just the press release that shows in April they were announcing they're gonna be releasing them in May. And now they're going to release uh, another, another 2 million. And they say, given the growing health threat these mosquitoes possess across the US, we're working with this technology uh, to make it accessible. So, it so is here's, not here's the thing, here's the thing, right? That one woman that's lost her life because of this experiment, that one woman might be already transmitting biometric data. There might have already been a collection of her DNA through PCR tests, or if she's been injected with the the COVID nineteen vaccine, so called vaccine. Yeah. Then they would have her biometric data transmitting, even though they tell them it's they tell us it's anonymous, right? We know it's not. So that so that that data they could be using that to further enhance it to wipe out more people. Exactly. Yeah, that's the point. That's the point. And, and, and Dr. Ralph Barrick has done um, hundreds and hundreds of studies on this, on how to change the receptor binding domains of um, the, um, the antibodies that you produce, you know, and, and modify them using mosquitoes to deliver different variations of different viruses. I mean, it's really a sick plan, but this is the kicker for me. So they said that was a success. They had mosquito warning, had to shut down counties in Florida, a woman dies, and now they're gonna release 2.4 million in Monroe County, Florida, but also in Fresno, Tulare, and San Bernardino counties in California. We don't have mosquitoes in California, again, so I'm not sure. And then they also go on to talk about how they haven't really um, accounted for um, the uh, vicinity to livestock and agricultural facilities, as well as whether or not what would happen if there's a tropical storm or wildfire. So there's hurricanes in Florida all the time, and just like there are snow days and storms on the Northeast, we have fire season in California. We always have fire season. We have wildfires all the time. They have hurricanes all the time and they haven't accounted for that yet. The Environmental Protection Agency is moving forward uh, because they consider it a pesticide product. Uh, guess who they think the pests are? It's not the mosquitoes. Oh, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's the humans that are the pest the pestilence to the environment, which is probably why the Environmental Protection Agency is doing this. And then this is just, again, I just want to show- Ralph Because Barrett. climate change, right? Because climate change, Karen. <laughs> because of the climate change, because of climate change. Yeah. And then I just, um, so this is just an example of a patent that Dr. Ralph Barrick at a University of North Carolina, again, good friends with Dr. Fauci, works with Dr. Shi Zhang Li out of the Wuhan Institute of Virology, works with Peter Daszak. He owns a patent on a, a multi-species dengue virus glycoprotein um, uh, backbone. So what he's done is he has taken the backbone 
of the viruses uh, that can infect humans through a mosquito bite, and he's using that backbone to put other viruses into it. Does that make sense? Do you want to yes. rephrase what he said? Maybe you want to rephrase it for your audience. So, so he's he's using the backbone, the 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 very thing that that has been uh, put into this virus virus to make it whether it's stronger or more transmissible or more infectious and putting it into other viruses that they're modifying to make them stronger, more transmissible, more infectious. Yeah. So, so what they did with SARS-CoV-2 is they took the bat virus from bats that actually um, looked like it could cause a lot of inflammation in the human body. And they added some HIV to it and they stuck it in the backbone of the human coronavirus so that it could infect humans. Mm. So the dengue virus is a virus that is carried by mosquitoes that can infect humans. So they're taking the backbone of the dengue virus, Dr. Barrick is, and in that he can put Ebola, he can put HIV. And then when a human is bit by a mosquito, the dengue virus backbone can also deliver Ebola, Nipah, Henna, Lassa virus, HIV virus. So that's what he's been working on um, for quite some time. And we've been paying for it. These people are psychopaths. Yeah, they're psychopaths. They're complete psychopaths. So again, what I want to point out to people is that we are in, we are in a war. And I've been saying this, and it's not, I'm not being hyperbolic. Uh, uh, we are in a war, and, and uh, I decided to dive into Unrestricted Warfare, which was written by Colonel... I think Ji Liang and uh, Wang Jingxu, if sweet, or Jingxui, if I'm saying that correctly. And these are two generals or lieutenant generals from the People's Liberation Army. Uh, and this was written in 1999. Uh, uh, and they actually talk about the convergence of biotechnology, technological warfare, information warfare, uh, and cybersecurity. Uh, and these are quotes directly from the book. Um, so these colonels say, war is a continuation of politics. So keep that in mind, that this is, you know, when, when, when innocent lives are lost uh, or even military lives, it's nothing more than for political gain. It's a political struggle. It has nothing to do with humanity and the betterment of humanity for the most part. No, is- that time is done, Karen. The, the, the time of, of these people doing anything for the betterment of humanity is completely done. That has been left to the good people with courage and a conscience, some still in politics, some fighting the legal battle. And again, everyone, every person plays their part, but really it's been left to the people on the ground that listen to people like you and, and, and tune into to, to my interviews and other great people around the world that are bringing this, these things to light to go and educate others. And, and, you know, I want to, I want to say here, have you got more slides, Karen? I want to go through this real quick. Okay. You yeah. Mind. You know what, go, go through it. And then I want to get back to this because I want to talk about the power of people talking uh, talking to others and making them aware of this but please do go on yeah yeah i think that'll be a great way to end so what's going on in the ukraine and russia is a great distraction it's a great distraction because where the loss of lives is happening where the loss of liberties where the loss of humanity is happening is in all of the nations around the globe and straight this book game was written in 1999 uh, and these colonels say the new principles of war are no longer using armed force to compel the enemy to submit to one's will, but rather using all means, lethal and non-lethal means, to compel the enemy to accept one's interest. Um, 
again, this just goes on to talk about how here in America in February this year, uh, Merrick Garland said, we are terrorists if we spread the truth about what's going on with this quote unquote pandemic and these vaccines. And this mimics what happens in China. The uh, colonels go on to say, as soon as technological advances may be applied to military goals, they almost immediately seem obligatory. Think of the cell phone, think of 5G, think of all the information tracking, triggering changes or revolutions in the modes of combat. And uh, they explain two forms of technological warfare that I think we would think of in regards to uh, civilian application. Computerized warfare refused to the various forms of warfare which are enhanced and accompanied by information technology. So by AT, this IT, the speed at which you can get information, the depth and the breadth of the information you can capture about individuals, uh, including Trojans to, to capture all of your texts, all your passcodes, et cetera. While information warfare, this is where you and I are playing a role, primarily refers to war in which information technology is used to obtain or suppress information. And this is, uh, I, I, had, I, I read an article about us, China totalitarian, it's a rhetorical question, of course it is, because they suppress all the information that they do not want their um, people to, to know. And I had posted that article on Facebook and this is what I got. I got a, a warning that my comment goes against community standards. This was, this was last year before anyone knew who, who I was. And all I did was post, is China totalitarian? And that was considered misinformation. It is a communist country. And this is just the two, that's what I had posted. It was nothing about COVID. I, I think it's, simply it's, it's important. It's a question. It's important to note that, you know, what we've been talking about over time is censorship and censoring what they deem misinformation. But, but what you're saying is so crucial here, Karen, this is their way of declaring war on people by silencing anyone who dare question even yeah. ask a question that differs to the narrative. Exactly. And this is what goes on in China. So then this is what I think is very important. So now the, the authors talk about the trend towards kinder weapons. And uh, they say that the kinder weapons is nothing other than a reflection in the production and development of weapons of this great change in man's cultural background. So what we talked about, information warfare, et cetera. At the same time, technolo technological progress has given us the means to strike at the enemy's nerve center directly without harming other things, giving us numerous new options for achieving victory. And all these make people believe that the best way to achieve victory is to control, not to kill. So we believe this is a matter of just control and being obedience, but death is not a consequence, but that is an illusion. That is an illusion. And, and these, this is from uh, the Chinese newspapers. They are celebrating the arguments and the controversy that were happening in our schools over mask mandates and vaccines. We are promoting this injection of this COVID-19 vaccine. I just want to end on this, the trend to kinder weapons. So the colonel is going to say that the appearance of precision kill accurate weapons and non-lethal, non-fatal weapons is a turning point in the development of weapons showing for the first time that weapons are developing in a kinder, not a stronger direction. Precision kill weapons can hit a target precisely, reducing collateral casualties 
And like a gamma knife, which can excise a tumor with hardly any bleeding, it has led to surgical strikes and other such new tactics so that inconspicuous combat actions can, extreme, can achieve extremely notable strategic results. Inconspicuous, that's very important. What does that mean? This is successful. This is 40 times higher. We're talking about a million deaths, a million people have died in the United States so far from these COVID-19 vaccines. And what's really important is in my industry, I've worked with a lot of people from China and I, I used to, you know, there were colleagues, I thought of them as friends. I'm not sure if they actually even work for the CCP to be honest, but what's important here is the collateral casualties. Something that a number of um, my former colleagues who were from mainland China had said that America is the land of milk and honey. They wanted to be here. They want our land. They just didn't want us here. They do not want a nuclear war. They do not want collateral damage so that the entire economic infrastructure destroys. They do not want a revolution where we burn our buildings down. Hmm. They want to keep it intact. So that's, that's what exactly I'm do. that is exactly what they've done, Karen. They've they've pushed people. They used Australia as the testing ground to see how far they could push people before they started to riot. And right at the time that we had protests, and I will again remind people these were props to symbolise the Nuremberg trials, but what they had was a, a, a noose and a sort of a hang, hangman's prop that they brought at the time that they were bringing in this permanent pandemic legislation in Victoria. As soon as protests of that nature started happening, there was a reversal of all the restrictions. So they saw how far they can push people before they start to show, and they weren't being violent, but they were showing examples of how we're going to hold you people accountable. They'd had enough. So they give you a bit of rope, and Jordan Peterson talks about this, they give you just enough rope to keep you controlled. This is war. We have been at war for some time, people must know that we're at war. And uh, I think it's so crucial. And I know people say to me all the time, Karen, I'm trying, I'm trying to wake people up. They won't listen. It doesn't matter. It is our human duty to keep trying because I still to this day have people that contact, contact me who tell me you were right 20 years ago, you were talking about this. How did you yeah. know? They, they, because they start to wake up. The, the seed of truth has been planted and that's your human duty to give people the truth and not withhold it from them because at the end of the day they 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 will keep going with this and we must know where to place our hope and our hope must be placed in Jesus the savior of the world i i mean i agree i absolutely agree with you, you know that you know what my heart is and it's with it's with Christ and i've spoken to many uh, patriots over the last um few few days a few weeks and they're like is there any way out of this and I said it's it, it is through Christ and I I say that because whether you listen to Elon Musk or you all know a Harari uh, or you go and start reading these documents I have on the genetically engineered hydrogels this artificial intelligence is more intelligent than any man we cannot outsmart it so it's through the body of Christ and the body of Christ is humans connecting with one another through the love of God and that's how we defeat this there's, there's, we're not going to outsmart it. I'm just saying that. 
we have to go back to the foundation of the nations, what we were founded under. We were founded under God and our inalienable God-given rights and, and, and the love of God and the body of Christ that connects us to one another as human beings and not let this, not let this evil plan take away our humanity. And I, 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 we started seeing it happen. I hope people have turned back from damning people to go to camps or saying, I hope they die from COVID if they weren't vaccinated. I've seen, I, I've gotten those messages. I, yes. you know, and, and, I, and my, my thing is I'm not angry with these people. I'm, I'm saddened and I hope that they understand that they were manipulated and deceived and that fear got the better of them and um, that they find Christ. Because if that happens, I know that we'll, I mean, we know God wins, but it, it would be, um, you know, I, I, I want to see, I want to have, I want to have grandchildren and great grandchildren and stuff. So, you know, yeah. Absolutely. I agree with you. And, and, and we must, we must continue to, to keep sharing the truth. Karen, please let people know where they can find you, where they can support you. Yeah. So you can, I'm trying to get my website up, but it, you know, you can support me on give, send, go forward slash my fight. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. I do. I just, I need to, you know, I just need to invest in people to get everything up and running. I, as you know, I have so much information. I do want to produce more video. I, I just don't have the funds right now to produce I, other than my own, what comes out of my head. And, you know, thank you for having me on your platform, but there's so much more information I'd like to get out there and um, organize in a way that could be more effective in regards to waking people up as well as um, articulating to those in power um, the our understanding of the limitations of their power and the consequences of it and uh uh the darkness will flee in the light I, i'm surprised how quickly people retreat when they're called out yes yes so that just that link for karen's give send go will be linked in the description below i know some of my viewers have been supporting you as well karen and I, i'm grateful for that because the work that you do is crucial i just want to mention as well that i i did an announcement yesterday i'm incredibly honored that dr zelenko has offered to sponsor z media through his sales of z stack and and zd uh, z detox so that link is down the bottom over there he he's saved thousands of lives uh through through this protocol and he's saying that this is going to strengthen the immune system so that's one way of protecting yourself pro protecting your immune system strengthening your immune system and also supporting people like Dr. Z and Z Media who are working to get the truth out there. So make sure that you visit the link below in the description and use promo code Maria Z-E-E-E. -E, that's three E's for 5% off your order. Again, Karen, thank you so much for all of your work and we will see you again soon. God bless you. Thank you. God bless. Take care.